Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Weekly Report. The real disinformation was the Russia disinformation hoax. Thanks to the latest release of the Twitter files, we now know without a doubt that the entire Russia disinformation racket was a massive disinformation campaign to undermine U.S. elections and perhaps even push regime change inside the United States after Donald Trump was elected president in 2016. Here is some background in November 2016, just after the election. The Washington Post published an article titled, Russian propaganda effort helped spread fake news during election. The purpose of the article was to delegitimize the Trump presidency as a product of a Russian disinformation campaign. There is no way to know whether the Russian campaign proved decisive in electing Trump, but researchers portray it as part of a broadly effective strategy of sowing distrust in U.S. democracy and its leaders, wrote Craig Timber. The implication was clear. A Russian operation elected Donald Trump, not the American people. Among the experts it cited were an anonymous organization called Prop or Not which in its own words claimed to identify more than 200 websites as peddlers of Russian propaganda during the election season, with combined audiences of at least 15 million Americans. The organization's report was so preposterous that the Washington Post was later forced to issue a clarification, even though the Post provided a link to the report which falsely accused independent news outlets like Zero Hedge, Antiwar.com, and even my Ron Paul Institute as Russian disinformation. The 2016 Washington Post article also featured expert Clint Watts, a former FBI counterintelligence officer who went on to found another outfit claiming to be hunting Russian disinformation in the United States and the Hamilton 68 project. That project was launched by the Alliance for Securing Democracy, a very well-funded organization containing a who's who of top neocons like William Crystal, John Podesta, Michael McFall, and many more. Thanks to the latest release of the Twitter files, Matt Taibbi reveals that the Hamilton 68 project, which claimed to monitor 600 Russian disinformation Twitter accounts, was a total hoax. While they could refuse to reveal which accounts they monitored and would not reveal their methodology, Twitter was able to use reverse engineering to determine the 600-odd Russian-connected accounts. Twitter found that despite Hamilton's claims, the vast majority of these Russian accounts were English-speaking. Of the Russian-registered accounts numbering just 36 out of 644, most were employees of the Russian news outlet RT. It was all a lie, and the latest Twitter files released confirmed that even the woke pre-Musk Twitter employees 
could smell a rat. But the hoax served an important purpose. Hiding beyond anonymity, this neocon organization was able to generate hundreds of media stories slandering and libeling perfectly legitimate organizations and individuals as Russian agents. It provided a very convenient way to demonize anyone who did not go along with the approved neocon narrative. Twitter's new owner, who has given us a look behind the curtain, put it best in a tweet over the weekend. An American group made false claims about Russian election interference to interfere with American elections. The whole Russia disinformation hoax was a shocking return to the McCarthyism of the 1950s and in some ways even worse. Making lists of American individuals and nonprofits to be targeted and canceled as being in the pay of foreigners is despicable. Such fraudulent actions have caused real-life damages that need to be addressed. Thanks for listening.